It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey! I want to do a shout out to podcast listener Samantha who tweeted me. She loved the last podcast. When we were talking about beheading, she says, Hey Scott, I don't disagree. Some people need their block knocked off. Yeah, I agree. And I was the one, by the way, in favor of regular beheading. Kat was the one who wanted to chop people's dicks off with an axe. <laughs> I know that, like, in my opinion, like, that's much less harsh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, listen, uh, I do want to congratulate a fellow podcaster, uh, someone who's been doing podcasting as long as we have, because we're going back a long, long, long time that we've been doing it. Uh, But Joe Rogan has been right there with us the whole time. And Joe just signed a huge deal so that he can make his podcast exclusively available on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Is that the next big thing? Are we all going to start picking platforms? I don't know if we all will, but someone like a Joe Rogan, this is a massive move. And I know if you're like me, first thing you want to know is how much money. So according to the Wall Street Journal, they're reporting that it is a $100 million multi-year deal. Um, and it won't take start until the end of this year. So you have until the end of the year to get used to Spotify. Spotify, if you're not already listening to podcasts like After 9 on Spotify, if you want to catch Joe Rogan, I think I think this is huge for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one being this is the first of its kind. I mean, you've heard of massive uh, deals to people doing, you know, similar to what we do, like Howard Stern, for example. That was a massive deal he had with Sirius XM. That was kind of the first of its kind. This is the first of its kind for a podcast. And yeah. it goes to show you, I mean, how many people are listening to podcasts now? I think that Spotify Although it's a lot of money for them, it will work out for them in the long run. I think it's a very smart move. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can only get Joe Rogan on Spotify, how many people are going to ditch Apple Podcasts to go to Spotify? And that's where they get their Joe Rogan stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, What he got a hundred million dollars, but we don't know how long the deal is. Is that correct? A hundred million. I could probably find out what they are saying. Yep. Stern got 500 million back in 2004 when he made the switch from FM radio to uh, satellite radio, Sirius XM. Where's our deal? Where's our deal, Cat? I don't even need 100 million. You can give me like 100 bucks. Give me 100 bucks. <laughs> give me 100 bucks. We'll make the switch. Who wants it exclusively? Right. <laughs> uh, how are you? Are you ready for the, the uh, regulations to loosen up? Are you ready to, to yeah. start going out again and touching stuff? Yeah, I mean, I am, to be honest with you. It's this weather, and this is why some people, uh, experts in their field even, will tell you this is the reason why the second wave will come. Because it's we're getting antsy. Here in Canada, we don't get glorious weather all the time. And we only get a couple of good months where we can actually be outside, have barbecues and 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 socialize with people in an outdoor setting. It is a treat. It really is a treat when you live here. So when these nice summer days I know it's not summer yet even, but when these nice days start to come, that's when you start to think about all those things like, God, I wish I could have a barbecue. God, I wish I could see people. So I see the loosened restrictions are fine as they are, but I see people going above and beyond that, Scott. I think there's going to be a lot of people that'll fire up the barbecue and invite over more than the recommended five people, which is the case here in Ontario anyway, this weekend alone. So it makes me nervous. But to be honest with you, like, yeah, man, I just want to have my family over. I want to have a barbecue. I want to be able to see them as long as I know that they are healthy and they've been doing the proper things and we've been doing the proper things. 
I just want to get together with them. We know a lot more than we used to. People can use common sense. Uh, Listen, stop taking advice from Dr. Teresa Tam. And I don't say that lightly because I firmly believe we should all be listening to our chief medical officers of health. But I'm going to take my advice from Dr. David Williams here in Ontario from now on. Maybe even my local person, whether it be in Waterloo Region or in Halton, where I actually live. But I'm sick and tired of Teresa Tam. Now she's flip-flopped again and said people should be wearing masks Mm -hmm. out in public when they can't physically distance. Listen, where was that advice months ago, Teresa? Like, how can you honestly expect to have any credibility at all when you say things at the beginning of the pandemic? And this is an expert on infectious disease. This making an outrageous statement like uh, wearing masks won't help. How can you have any credibility when you say things like closing borders won't help? And I don't do this very often, but I'm going to give Justin Trudeau a lot of credit because his chief medical officer of health, the one he listens to, Teresa Tam, said, oh, closing borders doesn't help. In fact, it could make it worse. Well, Trudeau disagreed with the scientists there. He did close the border, and that probably saved thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. God only knows what kind of a situation we'd be in had we not close the border and how many people would still be alive today or not hospitalized or not infected had people started wearing these masks out in public a long time ago and when this is all over with there's going to be a lot of time to go back and look at what went right and what went wrong and there was a lot of right i mean considering we're basically making this up as we go a lot of things worked well but a lot of that advice that Teresa tam herself gave in those stupid news conferences that she does has been directly contradicted by Teresa tam herself yeah and and don't tell me oh it's well we're learning more about the virus now any expert on infectious disease would have known enough to say to not say that wearing masks could make it worse yeah i mean that's ridiculous that's above and beyond that's exactly where i have a problem too it's not that oh we're unsure right now about it but most definitely if you feel more safe it doesn't do harm but saying oh god no don't do it that which is pretty much the way that it went come on really it's so 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 frustrating I, I, like I said, I'm not criticizing scientists in any way. I firmly believe that we should listen to our scientists. It's just you shouldn't have to pick and choose which scientists you listen to. And everything, well, not everything, but a lot of things we've heard from our chief medical officer of health have been contradicted. And it's very, very scary. Uh, this is a messed up story. I know that there's some people who like rough sex. Some people get off on that shit. Literally. So I want to tell you the story of an 81-year-old man. In Houston, Texas, this 81 year old is now facing aggravated assault charges after he accidentally killed his 65 year old partner during S&M. It's hard to even start dissecting this story. But last November, 65 year old named Craig, also from Houston, hospitalized with severe head injuries. He told police He was walking on a bike trail when three guys jumped him and attacked him. Craig ended up dying in December from those injuries, but cops couldn't track down the guy who beat him up. And so the case went cold. At least it did until last month when an 81 year old named Alan was laid off from his job. See, he and Craig. They're relatives, by the way, although it's not exactly clear in what way how they're related. Yeah. Yeah, but they were involved in a sexual relationship. Oh, my God. When Alan's company was going through his computer, they found emails that showed he and Craig were in a sexual relationship and would have S&M sex. 
One email talked about how Alan was the one who punched Craig over the head or in the back of the head back in November when they were getting it on. Then the guys came up with that mugging cover story when they realized Craig needed to go to the hospital. So now Alan has been charged. Aggravated assault of a family member. Wow. With, ju- with aggravated assault. Okay. Because, I mean, you can't hand the guy like a manslaughter charge for that. I mean, you know what? I guess manslaughter. There's no intent. There has to be. There has to be. Uh, manslaughter right? is the accidental one. That's the it, accidental one. So why not a manslaughter? Manslaughter would have worked there. I, I guess because it was consensual that they were having sex. L- listen, this is a messed up story to begin with. My issue in all of this is who during sex wants to get punched in the back of the head? <laughs> uh, I, I, that, it's one thing that I personally will never understand either. I know there's people that really enjoy it. Uh, that's in, that's intense, though. I mean, he killed the guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, okay, I get it. Maybe you want to get a uh, you want to get spanked with a paddle. You want to get uh, uh, a little lashing there with a little leather whip or something like that. Okay, fine. You like a little pain incorporated. Maybe you like to be choked or gagged or whatever. Fine, fill your boots. I don't give a shit. Do it as long as it's consensual. But this guy, like, hauled off and drove his partner right in the back of the head when they were doing it. Wow. What? That's intense. I, I've heard of this happening. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the way this happens the most is death during sex is the choking. Yes, but, I believe so, too. But wailing over that, I'm with you. I've never heard of just, like, straight up, let's fucking go. I'm just going to nail you with this fucking bat or whatever with the back of my hand. <laughs> Boom! Like, that turns me on. That's really fucked up, I think. Seriously, who wants to get punched as hard as they can in the back of the head while they're getting laid? Sex is great as it is. If you need to spice it up a little bit with some whips and and bondage stuff, fuck whatever, go ahead. Don't start punching people. (laughs) He killed a guy! You killed a guy! What are you talking about? It's nuts. A nurse in Russia has been charged... Because she showed up for work in her PPE, but just wearing a bra and panties underneath. She uh, had see-through PPE on. <laughs> so it was just a bra and underwear. Apparently, none of her, her patients complained, but work disagreed that that was appropriate during a pandemic to have all your bits and pieces showing while you're treating people who are on their deathbed. Do you have any issue with that, or is that a nice send-off for the people who are in uh, ICU? What? No, no, you can't. No, that's not that's not appropriate, man. No, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture now. The Daily Mail tweeted it out the other day. She's actually kind of hot. I don't know. I mean, if I'm in the hospital and I'm feeling like shit because I've got the coronavirus and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm a little bit scared. And is there going to be a vaccine? Will I need a ventilator? And then in comes Princess Nurse there in her bra <laughs> and panties. Oh, my day just turned around a little bit. This is great. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it wouldn't be great, great for those people that might enjoy that. But I mean, really? I, uh, I, I think there's something to it. Maybe that's a new service that hospitals could that's offer. The thing is that make it a thing. Make it something. Say, hey, say, I'm a nurse. I'm going to start my own practice where you're going to come here on your last days. I'm going to treat you half naked and I'm going to charge some money for it, too. Well, there's people that will come to your house and clean naked. That's a thing. And apparently there's no sex involved. It's just you watch somebody clean your house in the nude or in a French maid's costume or something. 
We could offer that for nursing. If there's any nurses out there who want to add a little upcharge to the services that they offer. Hey, yeah, I'll just uh, do the regular stuff here for my regular fee. Or if you throw in a $500 tip, I'll do it in my bra and panties. It's something to consider anyway for the next major overhaul of our healthcare system. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? I want to see them debate that at the legislature. I want to see Andrea Horvath and Doug hash that one out. That'd be hilarious. I think it'd be great. Uh, singles apparently in some cases are now actually posting the results of their COVID-19 antibody tests in their online dating profile. Uh, a leading dating expert brought this to our attention. She says about a week and a half ago, one of her clients started asking questions like, uh, what if I get matched with somebody who's got the coronavirus? What if I like them, but they've got Corona? And she suggested that, well, put the antibody test up there so you can prove you don't have it. Now it's led to a trend. People are doing it. And apparently it kind of, in a way, makes you more desirable, desirable to other people. Because, number one, you're not going to get sick and die on them. Number two, you have those antibodies in you, which prevent you from getting infected again. And that you could potentially pass down to your family if you have kids together. There's a lot of upside. So people realizing that, taking advantage of the opportunity, are posting their antibody tests. How easy is that to fake, though? I mean, are you talking about a piece of paper that shows your test results? Because I feel like I could probably just duplicate that and change that up if I really wanted sex that bad, which is really the the purpose of it. Word, PowerPoint, paint. Yeah, you could probably juice one up fairly quickly. But, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Uh, This is people that are proactively disclosing, yes, I have had corona. Now I am recovered and I likely won't get it again. Right. Good. That's great. I think we should post more test results on on our dating profiles. Are you talking specifically about like your STDs and whatnot? Well, I mean, that might be helpful to post on there. Okay, uh, STD free. I'm talking more like um, like your test scores from university. What was your mark like in math? (laughs) I'd be fucked. What did you get in college English? Uh, what did you get in high school uh, shop? No, you know? no, no. While we're at it, I want your bank info. I want to know how many credit cards you have maxed out. I want to know what you owe and to who. I want to know what you pay on a monthly basis, whether you've paid bills in your life. That's what I'd want to know. Show me all that shit. That's what I'm interested in. And that's fantastic information to have as well. All information is good, but I want to know if there's any point in continuing this relationship. Because frankly, if I knew in advance that a girl uh, was just hot as fuck, but stupid as a rock, there's a 50-50 chance we're going to have stupid kids. And I don't want stupid kids. Nobody wants stupid kids. There's people listening right now that are smart people that made a bad choice at some point, and, and now their ex is the father of their really dumb kid. And that's a problem for a lot of people. Put all the test results out there. Let's talk about hotel sex for a second here. I think everybody listening to this podcast, we're all adults. You've uh, you've either speared or gotten speared in a hotel room. Hotel sex hits a little different than regular at-home sex because maybe you're on vacation, maybe you're traveling, whatever the case may be. You don't make love in a hotel room, right? No. Spear, it's speared or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fucking true. You're, you're speared, you're scissored, or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hotel sex is great. It's great. Uh, A couple in Texas, though, believes they were spied on, and now they filed a lawsuit against the Doubletree by Hilton for invasion of privacy. They're a married couple. 
35 years old. They were staying at a double tree back in September. Apparently, when the husband opened the door the next morning, he discovered the door's peephole was laying on the floor of the hallway outside his room. Sketchy. He also saw handprints and what was probably a forehead print on the door. (gasps) Somebody was peeking through that open peephole. Ew. I've heard all kinds of scams like this. Uh, Some of them are pull the peephole out and you can just look right into the room. I've heard of some hotel rooms where people will go in and reverse it. Normally, you can look out, but nobody can look in. That's the beauty of a peephole. But if you reverse it, they can look in and you can't look out and they can see everything that's going on in your room. I've also heard of everything from uh, pinhole cameras to two way mirrors where there could be a camera behind the mirror and it's there just to catch people in the act of doing something dirty mm-hmm. and they can use that to exploit people with. Um, that's awful. When I go into a hotel, I think hearing stories like this, I want like a full secret service style sweep of the room. Check it for bugs. Check it for cameras. Check it for everything, because I don't want people having video of me having hotel sex floating around on somebody's hard drive or USB stick. You know what I mean? That's freaky. And you think like a decent hotel chain. Like, don't get me wrong. You go to a crappy little inn that seems sketchy and you get weirded out by maybe the staff that works there. Yeah, I would check. But otherwise, can I just say I've never checked any of my hotel rooms. Really? Never even thought to. Okay. One time I was so paranoid. I was convinced that the hotel or someone was spying on me. They had this weird light fixture in it and I was looking at it and there was a little teeny tiny hole. And I thought, Fuck, this is it. They're trying to catch me. I, I got to put some clothes on, put some extra clothes on, throw a jacket on. I don't want them to see anything. And then I realized, oh, wait a second. That's not a pinhole camera. I'm supposed to stick a pin in there to reset the Internet in this particular room if it happens to go down. <laughs> Did you break all their shit in the process of finding that out? No, but I was like turning off lights and I was racking my brain. Shit, what did I say when I was on the phone? Did I do anything? Could they hear it? Could they see it? Yeah, it was really, really freaky. Uh, It is worth pointing out here that the allegations have not been proven in court because we don't want to get sued. And in a statement, the hotel chain denied any wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't think it was the hotel that did anything wrong if this is legit anyway. Um, There's bad people out there. There's also perverts out there that are on the road and they're traveling and they're lonely and they just want to watch somebody else fuck since they can't. it takes is someone else to have booked a room or maybe not even booked a room, go manage to get onto a floor, uh, let's put it that way, have the right tools needed to take pluck that people out. I don't know what exactly you would need or maybe get lucky in taking it out and be a pervert like those are that's the only things you need so i would imagine it has nothing to do with the hotel yeah it's kind of a silly accusation but i get it if you want to sue somebody sue whoever's got the most money trying to sue a a hotel maid for example if you figure they were the one who did it you're probably not going to get much if you sue double tree by hilton they've got a lot of money and chances are you're going to get away with it uh masks are obviously a big thing we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast dr Teresa tam let us down again uh apple's new update that came out yesterday if you're an iphone user and you, and you haven't downloaded the new update the one that came out yesterday makes it uh so that you can unlock your phone with face id while you're wearing a mask hey if we God. always had that technology why didn't we use it sooner god thank god 
I think it's fantastic. Uh, listen, sometimes you have stuff on your face. I would like my phone to be able to unlock on a really, really cold day when I've got a scarf over my chin or uh, earmuffs on or whatever. Well, I still have issues with sunglasses, though. Do you have issues with sunglasses? You know what? I don't think I've ever tried with sunglasses on. I think I just instinctively took them off before no. I tried to open my phone. I, I, I don't like, and I've talked about this before, and um, I just don't like the facial recognition as much as I do the fingerprint because I find it easier to just pop off a glove, if let, let's say that's what you have on, and quickly put your finger on it than I do to have to sit there, wait for it to be like, I can't register your face because you're wearing your mask in the store, which you're supposed to be doing, and you can't take it off, or you're wearing your sunglasses. Give me a minute. Now you can code in your six-digit access code or whatever it is. It's dumb. I, I just don't. I don't like it as much as the fingerprint. I'll be honest. Okay, uh, Mask Singer actually turned out to be a good show. I thought it was the dumbest premise for a show I'd ever heard, so I never gave it a chance until this year when I guess I was bored or fell asleep with the TV on. I woke up at an interesting point and actually got into it. I don't understand how a show gets that good of ratings with absolutely no celebrities whatsoever when the biggest star on your show is jesse mccartney and bow wow and they didn't even win and then you've got nick cannon hosting and with robin thick judging talent i don't get it but it works i don't know man Lil, lil wayne he left first way too soon but when when it was said that he was in it that's when i got interested in it because i wasn't interested in in it going up to it leading up to it but then when i heard they had the biggest cast that they've ever had which is the case by the way the the two before this were not good but they said they had the biggest like names that they've ever had and then lil wayne ended up being the first one out that's when i was in i thought if lil wayne's in there who knows who else could be in there so i got into it yeah it it was actually a decent show Uh, listen if you've never watched it Give it a shot because you're either going to love it or you're going to hate to love it because or love to hate it. That's what it is. I, I, I can't handle Nick Cannon. Like, I'll be perfectly honest with you. There are so many talented people out there who can speak English, who could go out there and host a television show competently. And then you get Nick who needs everything written down for him and still fucks it up. It, it drives me crazy, Cat. But I still watch every single time. I, I, I love Nick Cannon. I actually love Nick Cannon. I think he's great. Were I was, you there when he was at the station that day? Yes, I was. Yeah, I have a picture with him and everything. He, he was nice. It was awkward because I know he's friends with her still. But here's the thing. So Scott and I were working at the old station at Z. And in our, in our main boardroom there, there is a m- m- massive poster of Mariah Carey. So he came in to play a new song, right? Was it a new song? Uh, yeah, it was a group that he was promoting. Okay, so he was promoting some group, which wasn't very good, I'll be honest. But he came in to the station to hang out with us and stuff. So I thought he was very nice. He was, uh, it was right after his split with Mariah, like months after. And he sat down in the big boardroom, looked up, and there was a massive poster of his ex staring him in the face. And we all kind of snickered. And even he did. He goes, all right, okay. And I, and we said, I mean, it's Mariah. He goes, nope, it's Mariah. She's the queen. She deserves to be up there. And I just remember him being so sweet, even though after a breakup, obviously it was, a, it was a very amicable split. They're still, t- they still talk to one another all the time. They still hang out together. They have children together. And I respect that. And I look up to that so much. So he, that could have gone either way. He could have just rolled his eyes or not talked about it at all. But instead he made a bit of a joke like, okay, guys, just kidding. She's the queen. She deserves to be up there. She's an awesome artist, an even better mom. Like I remember he just went on and on about her. And I thought, 
I like you even more than I did before. And and I did like him. Hosting AGT, uh, I thought he was fantastic. Obviously, he got let go from that for some things he said about the show. But I'm glad that he got back on. Again, I, I just, I like the guy as a host, actually. I think he's pretty good. Okay, fine. We will agree to disagree. (laughs) It's just when you look at the professionalism of, say, a Ryan Seacrest, and then you look at Nick Cannon come out there, who probably has to do a million takes on everything he does because he keeps... Well, I won't even get into it. It it just shocks me that he keeps getting television shows, big television shows, like network deals. It just drives me crazy that I don't have a show. Maybe he's not so polished. Maybe that's the cool thing about it, right? I don't know if I like overly polished, to be honest with you, but to each their own. If there's any network television executives listening to this podcast that likes the fact that you can't remember your lines and you do a lot of flubs, hey, just call me. I'll fuck up whatever you want. (laughs) Just give me a show. That's a I can dumb it down tea. as much as you want. I can be the <laughs> smartest guy in the room or the dumbest guy in the room. Just give me a show and I'll fix it. I'll do whatever you guys want me to. You just pay me a lot of money for a very small amount of work and we're good to go. Good to go. Uh, team of Canadian scientists. They work at the University of Lethbridge in Alberta. Studied 400 cannabis strains and focused on about a dozen of them that they say show promise in preventing coronavirus from hijacking our cells. I'm putting a little extra CBD in my coffee today. Yeah, here's the thing. Oh, I don't even know if this is what they set out to do or if they just got really stoned and thought, you know what? Maybe we'll just waste a little bit of time and use some government funding here to buy ourselves 400 different strands of pot. It actually fucking worked. They say the extracts of CBD... That's the main non-psychoactive component of marijuana. Helped lower the number of cell receptors available for the coronavirus to attach to by more than 70%. What? Why are we screwing around trying to find a vaccine when we can just go down to Tokyo Smoke or Bud and Sally's and just get rid of all the receptors? I was just there yesterday. Which one? Tokyo Smoke. Do you like it there? Yeah. They're very corporate. They have their own line. And of course, they have their own stores. And they're very inconsistent on sending me press releases about their various things. But generally, I do like them. I, uh, I, they're similar to everybody else. It seems like most of the pot stores have most of the same inventory. But um, yeah, yeah, they're convenient. They're everywhere. They'll eventually end up probably being like the, the Walmart of the cannabis industry because they've got so many stores in so many different locations. The Tim Hortons of weed. That's what it is. The Tims of weed. <laughs> the Tims of weed. Ah, you know what? That could be the next evolution. How long till you can just roll through a drive-thru and uh, get some weed? CBD you can at the coffee. beer store now. Combine CBD them. CBD coffee. Combine them. I, I do CBD coffee all the time. It's great. Somebody told me that if you, if you have just the straight-up CBD oil, not the capsules or anything like that, if you just buy the oil, which comes with an eyedropper, you just drop some of it in your coffee, or somebody else suggested spreading it across a sub or a sandwich. Yeah. Great way to down it. Yep. Yeah, I'm willing to try that. Coffee and CBD? Yeah. Doesn't get welcome, much better than that. Welcome to my world. I've been doing that for like a year. It's, it's easy, too. It's easy. You just drop it in. You don't even know it's there. It's great. That's awesome. Uh, how are we looking for time here? You have something good? Bring it. If I if I have something, oh, there's you got a lot something of good? pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Holy <laughs> shit. Make it, make it good, Fox. No, I do want to just do a quick mention here, but I sure. can do it in the next podcast. I'll, I'll do it in this one. Um, my custom sports chair is... I oh, love them. Yep. Aren't they great? They're they great. do such good work. This was a unique product that came out, and they've really made a huge business out of it, and they're now reopened. 
post-pandemic, because I know they got shut down for a while, but I've actually ordered a chair from them. So what these guys do is they take your favorite sports team, for example. Let's say you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. You can get your own custom Toronto Maple Leafs chair, and it's a Muskoka chair. And so it'll have the Leafs logo on it, and it's a custom vinyl, and they install it flawlessly. It's uh, laser cut. Looks really good. But then they'll customize it, and the chair will look like a Leafs jersey. It'll have your name and whatever number you choose on the back. What a great thing to add to your backyard, right? Yeah, it's great. I've got uh, I've got a couple of them. I'm not going to lie because I really do enjoy it and I get compliments already my new neighbors through the backyard gave me compliments on my on our chairs. One of the first days we moved in. They're like, "Look at those. Those are neat. Where'd you get those done?" You will get compliments galore. And like Scott said, I mean, you can personalize this thing. Names, numbers, uh, logos, uh, whatever you want on the chair, you can get it on the chair. Well, I did reach out to them because one of the things I wasn't clear on is which leagues and things like that they could do. And I wanted to find out if they have the rights to the NCAA. And as you know, my son is going to be playing in the NCAA next year. So I reached out to Ricky, who's a great guy there, and he said, yep, we can do some NCAA for you. So he has put together as a grad gift for my son an incredible custom sports chair for the University of Indianapolis. So I'm going going to pick that up. Right after the podcast today. Oh, that's Real excited to see their facility, too. Uh, they do all kinds of them, though. So uh, let's see here. My custom sports chair on Instagram, if you want to look into it. I know Father's Day is just around the corner, and so is my birthday. If you have shopping to do, go ahead and uh, check out my custom sports chair. It's not cheap, but you also get a good Muskoka chair out of it, and it's customized exactly the way you want it. So go ahead. You're good. Anything else we got to mention in this one? Uh, no, I think that, uh, I think we're good. Yeah, we'll do another one tomorrow, because why not? And also, uh, you might have noticed, uh, if you don't regularly listen to our radio show and you were wondering where the missed connections were at earlier in the week, Monday was a holiday. So we didn't have missed connections, but what we're going to do is a bonus edition of missed connections tomorrow on the program, which means we will throw it into the end of tomorrow's podcast. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.